On this episode of DC On Screen, WB upset some people with a Black Superman article on Henry Cavill's birthday. Toby Emmerich may be floating Netflix to haunt Zack Snyder over there. <laughs> Plus, a CW series is renewed, and there may be a big move for another series. We'll talk about all of that and more, including listener feedback, right after these faceless money grubbers goad you to let them grip a dollar. It's going to be the day you give the worst possible lead in that we get. It's, it's an, an ad for something like just charity. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally going to be Habitat for Humanity followed by American Federation for Suicide Prevention. Yeah. <laughs> Circle K is America's thirst stop and yours, especially when the weather gets and you need to stay. Stay refreshed on the go with ice-cold Circle K favorites like freshly ground iced coffee, Froster, Polar Pop Cup, and more. And right now at Circle K, score with 28-ounce Gatorade. Any flavor, three for $5. When life's go, 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 make us your first stop. Because Circle K is America's thirst stop. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 635. This is the podcast where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions of projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers and welcome to the show. I'm David C. Robertson, and this, the man who captures local pigeons to outfit them with custom rhinestone vests, Jason Goss. <laughs> It's not the materials cost that gets up to you. It's the cost in child labor because you need their tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. I never know what Jason's going to say when I say these things. <laughs> so, never it's know what not... the fuck you're going to say when you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> They're tiny hands. <laughs> My God, and they're so malleable at the time. Oh, all right. So <laughs> eventually, we're gonna have to train change the open opening so that it's like even even though it what what is it like even if we uh, uh, valid even if we don't uh, shit you just said it why am I blinking? <laughs> <laughs> every property every version of a property is valid even if we don't want it to be. Yeah, it's gonna be even if we don't want it to be. Or don't believe it'll ever fucking happen. Oh, well, that's just, that's an axiom, man. At this point, yeah. That's an axiom. That's, just, <laughs> that's some of the firmer ground we have is doubt. Yeah. Speaking of not being sure if anything ever happens. They they really have changes. But like, if we, we would have originally been like, in, uh, I don't know. I, I for, We would have been some kind of philosopher. I, 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 it would take me a minute to parse out which one I want to use. But at this point, we're just skeptics. Yeah, about everything. Yeah. We are Socrates at this point. <laughs> <laughs> with about 700 less IQ points. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the same hankering for hemlock some days. Ah, uh, hemlock. Happiness is a warm hemlock. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have microwaves back then, Dave. <laughs> you can sit it in the warm. sun. You had to, you can sit it in the sun. It was kind of chilly and grease at the time. Just kind of sit atop the sundial. Rome, I can't remember. <laughs> I think I don't was. know. Don't look at me. I want to say Greek. God, I should fucking know that. I literally have textbooks. <laughs> I think it's Greek, actually, but... Oh, this is my minor. This is embarrassing. <laughs> Your minor knowledge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a degree. I should remember where fucking Socrates was from. I'm going with Greece. <sighs> I'm going all or none with Greece. Fucking fail or whatever. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fail... Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to thank the patrons. I want to thank the patrons. (laughs) Because I'm terrible at keeping up with this stuff. Like, I've got three recordings that I should... Four recordings I should put on Patreon right now. We just recorded a fifth. I don't know when this happened. I'm going to try my best to get one of them up tonight. Let's make that a real... Let's make that a real goal. Yeah. By let's, I mean you. Right. Uh, I know what it means. Mm -hmm. Um... I'm going to get this one edited like the, and, and ready for you to do the other pass at it and just uh-huh. just hold it back. Right. Do no, you one, no. Do you get one up yet? Because you're not going to do this tonight. It depends. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. It depends. We don't have a lot of news, so we'll be here for hours. That's true. Uh, thank you to Jonathan Hazelton, uh, stalwart uh, follower on, on Twitter and now a uh, $5 patron. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you very much to Jonathan. I'm sorry I haven't put up more stuff, man. I'm just a failure. I don't know. I get caught up in doing other things, drawing, you know, and and uh, I don't know what the hell else I'm doing. Drawing, you know, and avoiding some Warner Brothers news. Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, But yeah, one dollar on Patreon, one dollar a month gets you every episode ad free. Five dollars. Gets you that plus whatever else we decide to put up this week. Uh, we just talked a little bit about Death Note, and uh, maybe that'll come out soon. Uh, <laughs> it's just gonna be like I'm just gonna power through and like just put up like one after the other every yeah. day, something new. That's what I need to do. Well, John, <sighs> when we do get something up, it'll be a pleasure to see you there. It's been a pleasure hanging out on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Patreon.com/slash DC on screen uh and if you don't want to deal with that but you do want to you know donate or whatever dconscreen.com click the donate button and there's also a store button you can go and you can buy t-shirts and and whatnot and they're running some kind of sale over there right now and uh i'm not good at my job so i don't know what that sale exactly is but uh it's a substantial amount off so that is right now is a good time to go right now yeah, uh, it's, it's through the seventh. So do that. Go buy things with our logo and you can rub your private parts on them or something. I don't know what people do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. All right. I just uh, assume kindling. <clears throat> I assume it's expensive firewood. <laughs> right. Um, so it is Henry Cavill's birthday today. And, uh, you know, a lot of the fandom is up in arms about this and I I get it. 
I get it. Uh, they're touting their black Superman and uh, <laughs> they're looking for a black director. And that's, that makes sense. Um, I don't have any issues with it. Obviously I don't, I don't care. The only thing is, you know, I don't really necessarily believe this is going to happen. Yeah. The two and also it's on, were, it's on Henry Cavill's birthday. That's, uh, that's just fucking kind of a shitty thing. It is. It is shitty. I like, the only thing that I was wondering is like, is it supposed to be black Superman on Cavill's because he was in a black suit last? Like, is that? Yeah. Did they think they're being? No, I doubt. But no, nah, I doubt that was. <laughs> I mean, I I've seen widespread. Um... <clears throat> so Snyder fans like black Superman, do they? We'll, we'll give them a black Superman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop twirling your mustache, Amada. Read my mind, people. How do you even do it? <laughs> we uh i i have seen a lot of like oh my god i can't announce i, I can't believe they announced the reboot right now like uh-huh. okay well first of all just calm down let's see what the hell happens because do you know how many things mm-hmm. have been announced versus produced because the amount of announced versus produced is pretty much if we were just doing a percentage wise thing announced is winning like i I think more, I mean, I haven't actually tallied it out, but I think more has been said or slated than has been actually made. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I mean, granted, take away the numbers of things that were slated and then made. Take that off the table. I mean, slated and never made. But because obviously I'd be right if it wasn't the case. But yeah, like, I first of all, let's see what the fuck it goes. Uh, second, uh-huh. you can't ignore the timing because anytime there's... You got to look at the timing at this point for any kind of Warner Brothers announcement. Just Jesus, man. You can't just actually casually look at things anymore. We should not have to know the fucking executive structure of this company, but we do. Yeah. Um, because it takes that level of, uh, I don't know, investment to be able to actually give a shit and, and have to, to be able to keep any faith in it or shit. It's hard to say. Like, sometimes it makes you lose faith, but, like, knowing more makes you at least be able to get your head around it a little bit. Like, it's hard to, it's really hard to navigate. But the other thing is, like, it, it is not being called necessarily a reboot. Even in that article, it's supposed to be another world thing. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because, uh, what's actual Black Superman's name? I can't remember. Oh, there was uh, Calvin Harris and then there was uh, Val Zod, I think. Val Zod's that's the one I was name? thinking of. Yeah. Um, there are two different ones. That's yeah. the one I was thinking of because I, I, I was thinking it was a Kryptonian name. Meant to look uh-huh. um, I just see him so rarely. Like the last time I saw him was in uh, the metal series, I think. And it was pretty brief, but um, yeah, like even, even still, like it's, it's a, it's another earth that right. we're talking about, like literally right. that the one we're talking about. And then they said that it's going to be not in continuity. Like it's kind of a Joker style thing so far. Yeah. Or at and least maybe the, the Batman style thing so far. Like I don't. Okay. So clearly, Let's get this out of the way. This is clearly more like, yay, look at us. We're we're into diversity. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, the patting this yourself is, on the back part. Yeah. yeah. We should absolutely uh, go fuck yourself. This is very clearly just another like drumming their diversity, you know, beat. Like saying, yeah. hey, look at this. See, Ray Fisher's a liar. Uh, and for them to come out and... and uh, have this article that says diversity and representation remain key drivers of the DC universe moving forward. Um, assholes. It was, it was a pretty damn key thing before when Snyder was doing it, but Hey, 
The okay. original slate. The like <laughs> day one slate yeah. we saw had a cyborg movie on it. You I mean, no, you, right. you can't backtrack into like, well, we're gonna make a movie with the black um, guy lead. Go fuck yourself. And look, you know, um There's gonna be a lot of go fuck yourself this episode. And you know <laughs> I don't know about a lot, but look, they said, you know We're rounding up the tally so far. They're they're going on about their diversity, but at the same time I'm going like you know, you, you haven't apologized to Ray Fisher or the people, the participants of the investigation. No. You've, you know, sidelined all of that. And, uh, you know, it's it funny, like uh, Tim from uh, DC Film Squadcast said uh, on Twitter, he says, when you don't prioritize developing some of your original black DC superheroes, such as Vixen, Cyborg, John Henry, or Natasha Irons, Icon, John Stewart, Calvin Ellis, etc., for the big screen, then you're really not serious about being a studio with an eye on diversity. I tend to agree. Yeah, it's a fine point. There's plenty of things. This is a stunt. Like a lot this of people st- pointed out that if they just let John Stewart's <laughs> roll into the thing, that right. would have done great, probably. Right. And uh, so, look, you know, this is, uh, you know, I mean, Another Squadcast guy, uh, Ray Flightcast, referred to it as a stunt. I I can't disagree with that either. I I think this is just more. Uh, look at us, we're great, and then in a certain amount of time, you guys are going to forget this happens, or this was going to happen because it's not going to. You know, I suspect it's not going to happen. I don't think it will either. Um, I think there's a lot of like. Well, I mean, one of the reasons they won't apologize to Ray Fisher publicly is because like apologizing to. You know, an estranged friend and apologizing to an employer are very different things legally mm-hmm. in terms of what you're going to be culpable for. I get that. I really do. But there are, there are still ways to do it. It has been done before. Mm-hmm. You can still come to private terms with people and have the public apology be part of the fucking private terms. Uh, these are all things that are precedented and doable. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. the fact that you could have done all these other things in the meantime is just not lost on anybody. So... I think we're just, I mean, we're squarely in the, like, we can talk about it and rant about it all we want, but they're very much just throwing a bunch of shit up against the wall to see what sticks right now. I mean, they've got, they've got about three months, I feel like, before they really have to buckle down and figure out what's going to be in that fandom thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. And we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like before that, they're just going to try to like stretch out their tentacles and and just like see what they can get some positive response on. But the only thing that annoys about it is it's not scientific. It's not like they're stretching out a hand and seeing what a focus group says or something or or following where some of the trends are or anything like that. They're just like they're looking for confirmation bias. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. they're stretching out these different things and seeing which one of the things they want to get a positive response finally gets one, and then they're going to roll with that. Right. It's, it's, it's uh, like, painfully transparent, honestly. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad at this idea. This is a cool idea if they do, like, because there's, in the article, they say that, you know, he, he'll be from Krypton, and it'll be set in the 20th century. Like, me personally, yeah, I like would love to see. Different time I would love period. To see, Hell yeah. Dude, I would love to see Civil Rights era Superman. Black Superman in the Civil Rights era, like alternate history. There's a graphic audio audiobook that's based on it's based on somebody. I, I don't know, um, probably Marv, but uh-huh. it um yeah I think it's called It's Superman, and it's this story of like a 1920s coming of age story of Superman. Yeah, that in the in the story is um, I mean 
it's a it's a white dude in the story, but I, I read all that in the period piece part and thought there's no reason you couldn't adapt that. That'd be kind of fun because there's like mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of civil rights kind of encounters during it. It's it's very it's very aware of race and very aware of like the place of that in the story at the time. And yeah. It, I mean, it's you know it's very Superman in the sense that like of, of course he's fucking progressive in that way. Um, but yeah, like it, something like that, I kind of read and was like, man, even that little kind of story would be kind of adaptable that way. Like I could dig that. It's not mm-hmm. that I don't like this idea. It's that I hate fucking them throwing this shit at us when we just know yes. it's bullshit. Yes. I it's, would love this idea yes. if the DCU was already going. It is because <laughs> it's Warner Brothers. And we know why they're doing this. It is a PR stunt. They have not proven themselves in any capacity to be trustworthy or of solid intent. No, they are. Look, and this is not about, this is not against Tanahisi Coates. I, you know, I, and by the way, this, this article says he won't, he's not expected to have this script done until mid December. So, uh, fandom is October. I don't think we'll be hearing about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think we'll be hearing about it guys. Um, no, I mean, but, yeah. on average, a DCU film has to go through at least three rewrites. Yeah, they've got to have the whole bit where they, like, fire the screenwriter, and then yeah. they got to get, like, the committee in there. Yeah, uh, and the second guy has s- to be, like, a step up, and you think it's going to work, and it's probably going to be right. a comic writer. They've got to throw their stake to the Hungry Lions. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and just because uh. it's this, it's, it's like, like I, well, they also mentioned they were going to get, like, a... Uh, you know, a black director, hopefully a black writer or something like that. Again, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. stuff that sounds fantastic. And look, if they make it just on the merit of what's in that article, I'll fucking watch the hell out of it. Like, give me a black director, black writer, black Superman. Give me an right. outside of normal canon film that I don't have to worry about any of the stuff that's, you know, the shit that we're just kind of constantly pining for. Like, we right. we kind of want to finish this story. Like, even if you want to start a new story, please just let me finish this one up first kind of thing. It, right. You give me all that. You even give me like a period piece where I get to kind of go play around another time where it even definitely – like the same way the Batman's doing actually. It's like we're in it. We're about 20 years before well, – 30 years before, frankly. But yeah, you get to go play in a new playground. I get to accept it for what it is and go watch and fuck yeah, I'm going to go watch that movie if it mm-hmm. is what it's stated. But I don't right. believe any of those things yet. Yep. And uh, I have no reason to. Uh, bop, 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 bop. Here is a here's a part of that article that's upsetting people. Mm-hmm. Um, DC sees his upcoming Flash movie, which began production in April in London, as its way forward in this post Snyder world. With the inclusion of such characters as Supergirl and Michael Keaton's Batman, one thing Flash does is set up DC with a multiverse that allows for many of these incarnations and story universes to coexist and have superheroes interact. Okay, so far so good. Mm-hmm. It says, so far, every movie and TV show, with the exception of Matt Reeves' The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson and set for release in March, HBO Max's spinoff Gotham PD, and Joker, and its planned sequel, will take place in the same universe. Now, a bunch of people think that that means that the Batman and Joker are in the same universe. It is not. No, that was, there was speculation, but that has never been the case or confirmed. This is this capacity. is what you call poor writing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this is, is just markedly poor writing. It's either it's either poor writing and then poor editing or someone who w- gave it their best shot but had no fucking idea what they were diving into. Right. Um, and it's Boris Kitt and... Uh, Boris Kitt and... Tatiana Siegel, ah. who wrote this thing. So not uh, the latter. It looks like. Um, and look, um, 
one of our listeners, one of our friends, Ryan Hulesman, also pointed out, you know, yeah, 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 no. It, everything's the same universe except for, you know, the Batman, Gotham PD, Joker, Titans, <laughs> Doom Patrol, <laughs> Stargirl, Arrowverse. <laughs> <laughs> except for, like, everything you're doing. Yeah, it's all the same. <clears throat> Right, like, right. The funny part is to me, like when they say that, you you got to think they're referring to the CW crisis event. Yeah. Because it did tie so many things in. And that's yeah. fantastic if you in, fucking in, roll with it. Including the Mike, Michael Keaton Batman. Exactly. <laughs> this is going to be in The Flash. Oh, wait. Ezra Miller was on crisis. Didn't we already do all this? Yes. <sighs> yes, sweetie, we did. We did. But yeah, it, it's not like this is news that there could be a multiverse and that they're not going to explain mm-hmm. it to anyone. Dude, I mean, in the actual comics, we're, we're beyond the multiverse. It's into the omniverse. There aren't just monitors and, and, and shit anymore. They're, I forget what they're called, but they're past that. It's They're, they're people that monitor monitors. Like, <laughs> the, the comics readers can understand far more than this. I have right. four different versions of Superman, like, in my to-do pile sitting to my right right now mm-hmm. in four different storylines. None of which are connected and chronologically make fuck all for sense. Like, that's just, that's, that's how we do. You can keep 25 yeah. fucking storylines in your head if you actually understand how comics work. And a lot yeah. of these people will if you give them the fucking chance. That's true. I think they can trust them more than they are. It honestly, like, I, I realize, like, we're way past the, uh, you know, Diane days of, of uh, mocking her and all that. I, <clears throat> Yeah. And I, I've grown to wonder whether it was ever her um, prerogative. Right. To no, keep yeah, see, that's the thing is like we used to be like, oh, Diane Nelson wants to keep everything secret or separate. Don't they? Doesn't she understand? Yeah. To now we're just like, I, I didn't realize how much we were going to fall because like she leaves and now we're dealing with, well, Jeff Johns put on blackface again today. Yeah. <laughs> He's no, trying I, to convince more black people that he that they don't know how to write black people, yeah. and uh, and she'll ninja tweet it and then bounce for <laughs> bounce off Twitter for a while. It, God. Yeah, I I didn't at the time. It felt like we we had someone we could blame for what was a singular bad thought. And in retrospect, I I just I just want to apologize to her. Like yeah. I feel like she was just trying to put the I, best I face think she we could. We have a few times now. Yeah, <laughs> on a really bad dictum that she had been handed. You know what I mean? More like a really bad dick she's been handed. <laughs> and Jeff I, Johns. No, C.G. Hara. She worked with him. Yeah, but she she has actively attacked Johns. <laughs> oh, yeah. So figurative and <clears throat> metaphorical. <clears throat> mm-hmm. the, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, it, those were times that, man, it's like we thought they were bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the good old bad days. <laughs> Those were the good old mild salsa days. <laughs> this is some Hablano fucking pepper right in your mouth shit. Yeah. Oh, no, Hablanos are kind of mild. Ghost peppers, that's what I wanted. Yeah, all right. So uh, moving on to uh, <laughs> this Hollywood reporter business. Kim Masters reporting that uh, apparently uh, with 18 months left in this contract, uh, Toby Emmerich might be exploring some job opportunities over at Netflix. Looks like uh, some sources told Hollywood reporter that David Geffen called uh, Netflix, uh, the co-CEO Ted Sarandos to ask if there might be a possible role for Emmerich at Netflix. 
And uh, basically, the answer was no. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would love to think that this article wasn't just another uh, toss it up. We know his contract's ending. Well, you know, yeah. what can we throw out there to try to scoop something just in case kind of thing? Right. I yeah, would they're... really love to think that it's more that it's – I would actually – this is the one I wanted to believe. Yeah. Well, that, I didn't want to believe it for – for, yeah, no. I didn't want to believe it for uh, for Snyder's sake, which his contract – like Emmerich's contract is up in 2022. So yeah, he is. He is. Well, that's the you thing. Know. I'm not worried about Snyder. Right. I, well, I am. If Toby Emmerich gets a position over him at Netflix, and then he, all of a sudden, you know, nobody at Netflix can get their shit done. What is that phrase? He has his own host or something like that. Right. Um, <clears throat> that's gonna bother me now. I'm gonna look at the phrase. Anyway, yeah, like he is. Snyder will be okay where he goes. Like he's gone to Netflix. Army of the Dead will probably. Yeah, it, it looks good. It'll probably do pretty well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the stuff that he's had streamed over there occasionally has done well. I think he had at least anyway. I actually I don't know about that, but no, yeah, I don't think so. There are plenty of other venues for him. Like Net, he, Emmerich could get there and go, "Hey, it's me now." By the way, go fuck yourself. And Snyder could calmly go, "Like, okay, cool. See you on the other side, bro." And bounce to Amazon Prime, probably. Right. That would be where I would assume he'd go next. Frankly, we'd go join uh, the network that gave us the boys and Invincible. You know. Oh, that'd be fantastic too. Right. Look, you can yeah, get a lot of so, you can get the Lord's work done over there <laughs> until until Amazon canceled him. Yeah, no, a, a source close <laughs> to uh, between so, seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Netflix a source will do the same. To, I mean, yeah, they will. They will for sure. <laughs> they cut throat. No, dude, streaming services are great until they're <clears> just <throat> not, and there is no yeah. warning. Uh, so this source close to Sarando said no call was placed to him, and there was no discussion about a position. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, so someone pointed out in the article and, you know, I'll link to the article, but they were saying that like, this could have been a rumor that got started as, as a negotiation ploy for Emmerich and Warner brothers. It could be several different things. Could be just Geffen trying to, you know, he's out of the business, but he likes to kind of shake things up and try to get people in good positions and call in favors and stuff. And, you know, there's all sorts of shit. It could be, but, uh, I wouldn't worry about it just yet. You want to talk about DC fund fandom? Yeah. I All we know is this. I think I'm through cussing about the move over other than like, if he wants me to help him write a, a resume, I'll be happy to pitch in. Ooh, I'd love to see your resume for Toby Emmert. It won't be great. <laughs> There'll be a lot of typos. <laughs> it's just like, you should write all <laughs> the recommend. I proofread things for a living at this. I, there'll be a lot of typos. The recommendations segment will just be like Zack Snyder, Deborah Snyder, <laughs> <laughs> Patty Jenkins. No, the recommendations will be yeah, it'll be uh, Kathy the Snyder's um, hashtag Restore the Snyderverse. Uh huh. Um, yeah, Kathy and David Ayer, and just my nuts out. <laughs> D's nuts. It'll just yeah, just my actual nuts. Um, un- like un- just says D's end of, end of a hot Alabama day. D's D nuts. Yeah. What does the D stand for? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> D's damn nuts. It will uh, not be free. Fa- <laughs> Fandom. Like, your, of, like your nuts. A like, lot of like his <laughs> previous work will include, I, I'm going to say pornography. Um, there will be a, 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 a redacted portion where it's not fully redacted and you can tell that it's like, uh, it's the time he spent serving in like a prison cafeteria. 
Mm-hmm. You can see through the black marks and just read it very clearly. Yeah. Star Wars pornography, slippery when fet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me wrong. There's some respect to have for the pornography community. I'm not going to be talking about that side. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about the side that those people think are worth shit. Oh my gosh. So there's a fandom, new fandom coming October, 2021, uh, the 16th to be exact. I don't know how excited any of you are for it. I saw some people who are excited. I don't know why I feel like it's more empty promises, more lies. Uh, I, maybe there'll be some cool videos of Jim Lee drawn. Other than that, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I don't, I just, there probably will be. All right, yeah. Just, you'll I at least can, get that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe get a couple, maybe get a good Matt Reeves trailer or something, you know. <sighs> I would assume, I, I, could, I can't imagine we wouldn't get a Matt Reeves Batman trailer. <laughs> Another teaser would just crack me up if they just called it that. That would piss me off. <laughs> but, you know. Like, if it was uh, new footage. Uh, this would just crack me up if they did it anyway. If if they called it a teaser and then it was three and a half minutes of brand new footage, it's clearly a trailer. I don't know. I uh-huh. I would at least be like, oh, that's kind of funny. But no, yeah. I, I see. All right, so in October, God, maybe some really really early on looks at uh, Black Adam because I think there's I think maybe. there's some set activity at this point. Yeah, maybe. Uh, hopefully by then some Flash. They're on set. They have been for a couple weeks. That- that would be cool to get some teaser footage of, of Keaton. Um, even though my, you know, my excitement for that movie is just kind of bottomed out. And, uh, I think it's mostly because of the Ray Fisher thing. Yeah. That it's, I yeah. think that's it. That's, that's, that's hard to reconcile. I, I agree. It's not Muschietti's fault. It's not Michael Keaton's fault. It's not Ezra Miller's fault. Yeah. But I mean, for that reason, I try to keep things a little bit, compartmentalized for myself like yeah it's they're it wasn't their choice and they're just trying to do the best they can with the situation so i i want to give them as much credit as i can but it doesn't mean you don't (laughs) like so that means for me i can personally watch something enjoy it and uh you know maybe even really enjoy it it's but i can still walk away from the theater thinking man they but they fucked one thing up there and it just had nothing to do with anything any decisions they made Mm -hmm. uh so so flash maybe at that point um now, there's going to be a lot of TV that at that point will be back in production. It'd probably be a pretty TV-heavy fandom, I would guess. My guess would be, yeah, but, you know, uh, the Suicide Squad will I say come that. out in August. Parts of Canada went back under lockdown, so I don't know how Vancouver was doing. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't actually seen. Um, so, yeah, well, I mean, Aquaman 2, they're training for Aquaman 2 right now. They're doing, you know, Amber Heard and whoever else, whoever the hell else is in that movie has been <laughs> training to, to to get back into the water there. Uh I, I do I do I do think Black Adam is happening officially now and so is so is the Flash. So we'll have that and I I'm pretty sure they're doing uh they're already or they're about to do uh, Shazam too. So I don't know when that starts filming. I don't know. They've got to start soon though. Those kids are going to grow. Let them grow. I mean they can. And that's fine. It's just let him. I want to see Shazam two college years. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I never. Here's the thing. I never want to see anything named the college years because I watched Saved by the Bell growing up. You watched Saved by the Bell growing up? Yeah. 
Uh, did you see that they put out a the the Justice League 4K trailer on on YouTube? Did you see that controversy? I I didn't see, saw the controversy. I didn't so much see the controversy or the trailer. I just saw endless comments about how ratioed it got. Yeah, <laughs> it's like got something like a hundred thousand down votes, like dislikes on on YouTube. I mean, it was literally. Uh, I mean, it, the percentage was just astounding. Mm-hmm. Just unreal. It cracked me up. I think the last one I saw was like 72,000 dislikes and then like 3,000 likes or something like that. Yeah. It was it was crazy. And it was growing when I saw that. You know, and Zach and Ray Porter were like, yep, they crossed the line. They actually <laughs> said it. They said, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Yep. Like, you know, hey, whatever. I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Uh there were some set photos from the flash that showed the, uh, the Nebworth house, mm-hmm. the, uh, Gothic Tudor mansion North of London that was used for the exterior of, uh, Wayne Manor in Batman and Batman returns. Mm-hmm. And, um, so they're, they're, they're filming there. So I can't look, man, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I am. I'm excited. I saw it and it went, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I, there was like a, a, a little, you know, angel on my shoulder that just said, did you really mean that? And then they showed me a picture of Ray Fisher and I went, oh, <laughs> and you know, I, I don't know. See, this is what I'm saying. Like Warner Brothers just shoot themselves in the foot. I want to be excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, I genuinely, Black Adam. genuinely want to see their metrics for why at least actually giving a call to cul-de-sac, not pretending to would would somehow not work in their favor mm-hmm. i'm open i'm genuinely open to the idea i really am but yeah i would like to have someone explain it to me uh black adam has cast young rock star uh i can't say his name uli latukafu i guess i don't know um sure. they cast him they're not saying why but since uh you know dwayne johnson aka the rock mm-hmm uh, pick handpicked that kid to play Young Rock in the show Young Rock. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are thinking maybe it might be for a Black Adam flashback. So that'd be kind of neat if that kid's whole like career just winds up being him walking around playing young versions of the Rock and everything. <laughs> he could. I mean, there's a version of the Teth family. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to train him to be a wrestler. Uh, they're gonna, just going to send him back as The Rock. <laughs> yeah, no, he's... It's going to be... It's the same story, except he's actually successful in the NFL and never... Yeah. And uh, Michael B. Jordan says that the Static Shock movie script draft is currently being worked on. He says, we have a writer, Randy McKinnon, who's putting together uh, take and draft right now. He said that to Collider. So, um... That's cool. Hope it happens. God, I forgot about I that one for a second. Yeah, yeah, I'm still in. Yeah. By the way, did you did you did you notice that I said that earlier? They're still talking about doing the Joker sequel. Um. Yes, I did, and I noticed that that was made into entire headline. Yeah. Um. That just thought I mentioned it again. Make sure. Make sure you knew. I did. It, it's just that it was mentioned as an entire headline where I think the article only stated that it was a different universe, much like blah, 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 bl
mm-hmm. written in an, in an article that was dubious. Mm-hmm. Like the last <laughs> I checked, their entire plan, like the, the the Phillips Phoenix plan, was yeah, they're throwing money at us, but unless we have an idea, we're not doing it. Right. And until one of them says they're doing it, I don't give a fuck. Right. I and you know if I was them, I would I would take money to to quote unquote develop a sequel. Oh, for sure. But I don't know if you could ask them to like just do the development part without some kind of tie. Right. I sure as hell wouldn't ask them to just develop a thing without some kind of inclusionary. Like I wouldn't. There's no way they're getting part of my money without actually committing to making all the money. It's a billion dollar yeah. fucking film. I hope they're just sitting in an office taking the money and going. You know, cocaine was a big thing in the 80s. What if he does cocaine? Yeah, that might be fun. Yeah, that'll be, it'll be anyway, Scarface with uh, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Scarface. We did Taxi Driver, but with Joker. Let's do uh, let's do Scarface with Joker. Oh, maybe. He's going to bounce around, you know, popular 80s films. Yeah. You know, next, uh, you know, he gets real out of shape in the in a Scarface with Joker film. And next thing we do, we like a Rocky film where he gets back in shape. Right, right, right. You know, Rocky uh, Joker. You know, meets up with the penguin, you know. He drains him. that nose. With a tiny hat. He had to have uh, reconstructive surgery on his nose mm-hmm. because of all the cocaine, and uh, that's why it's so pointed now. And then they meet up with their, you know, Colombian drug lord, uh, Bane. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we could do all this shit. And, like, meanwhile, Bruce is still, like, 10. Oh, that's actually why <laughs> he's, his skin is white. He snorted so much it actually changed the pigment. Right. Not even medically possible, right. but I, I'll, I'll go with it for the movie's sake. Right. I'm now imagining the guy that trained Rocky with that tiny little kind of uh, like velvetish little beanie hat thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like with the bottom of the Coca-Cola glass monocle that he had in the Arkham games. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of digging that. I could get behind that. Yeah. I could do that. And then like, and then like at some point him yelling at him, why are you training me, you fat fuck? You know? Okay. Yeah. I can deal with it. Yeah. Harley never touches the Coke, but she drinks a lot. She's hardly gin, you know. <laughs> um. <laughs> In the end, he's he finishes a big fight, and he's he's yelling, Harley's in! Harley's in! <laughs> okay. Um... You want to go to break, come back, talk a little bit about uh, TV and feedback? Yep. Cool. You gonna go piss? I'm actually good. You're good? Yeah, I know. Oh, wow. All right, well, we'll be right back. Circle K is America's thirst stop. And yours. Especially when the weather gets... And you need to stay... Stay refreshed on the go with ice-cold Circle K favorites, like freshly ground iced coffee, Froster, Polar Pop Cup, and more. And right now at Circle K, save on all 20-ounce Pepsi products. Three for four twenty-five. When life's go go go, make us your first stop. Because Circle K is America's thirst stop. For National Nurses Week, Fortis is honoring the millions of nursing professionals in our community caring for loved ones. More so today, the need for nurses is vital, and Fortis College and Institutes recruits people like you to train to become a nurse. Do you want to be a nurse? Start your essential career in nursing with a Fortis education. Just visit fortis.edu to learn about hybrid instruction and online enrollment. Then talk to Fortis by dialing pound 250, keyword nursing school. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Is your car no longer stopping like it used to? Don't miss out on spring brake deals at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Our professional parts people will help you find the brake parts and supplies you need to do the job right the first time. You'll find great deals on brake pads and rotors, fluids, degreasers, and more. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, we're back. We're going to talk a little bit about the TV show, uh, or the TV shows. <laughs> um, the Flash. Losing Tom Cavanaugh and Carlos Valdez at the end of uh, the current season. How do you feel about that? I I don't like it in principle. I feel like I should uh-huh. judge it more when I've finished where we are in the current season. Yeah. But in principle, well, you know, I, 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 I mean, yeah, sure. Those are two of my favorite parts of the show, and especially their back and forths. But, yeah, I mean, maybe it is time. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I forwarded that news along to uh, my sister-in-law, and she was, you know, beside herself. And I said, well, look, you know, it hasn't stopped the show from sucking the last couple seasons, <laughs> them being there. It's not um, – so, they're not on their, I don't know, it's not their finest seasons. Uh, <laughs> it, it is certainly not. <laughs> and, you know, Kavanaugh ended his series regular run with the third episode of this season. Uh, and Valdez is going to be a series regular technically until the end of this season. Yeah. And, you know, Eric Wallace, the showrunner, you know, that guy that loves to spoil us on everything. Yeah. Yeah. He says, like, I don't know uh, what you want me to do. Or I'm, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do, but here's a 12 point plan. Right. He says, uh, he says both are incredible talents who created beloved characters that fans and audiences around the world have come to love, which is why we are happily keeping the door open for return appearances. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Thanks, buddy. Like, what's the alternative to that sentence? Uh, so both I of guess these are, not gonna are die. people who have uh, <laughs> not really created much of a response, which is why we're just going to close the door on these motherfuckers. Right. Because it's no, clear this... no one would care. No, I think this is like damage control for him. It's like, look, I know they're like the most popular characters. Please don't stop watching our show. The 100,000 who are still watching our show. Um, I don't know. I think they still get what a, what a million for us. I don't even know. I don't keep up with the ratings anymore. Um. But yeah, it it like Kavanaugh was supposed to leave last year, mm-hmm. but you know, COVID screwed everything up. Mm. I think I, uh, I will give him this. Like both of those characters, one of the reasons I wasn't completely heartbroken is uh, uh-huh. I I think both of those actors uh, care enough about what they've created there that they'd like to leave it well. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like they'll do what it takes to actually you know get, leave it in a good spot. I don't. You know, we're not gonna get like uh, what was her name. Um, like the Barry love interest before they went into the Irish thing hard. That was like, why are we not doing oh, this? Patty Spivet. Spivet. I kept thinking spigot. Okay. Yeah. But spigot's like a term from work. I knew it couldn't be right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I knew, I don't know, man. I, I think they do care deeply enough about those characters and clearly we care about them. Like I, I've loved them, man. I, they, man, Chantel, my bill. Chantel, my be- I can't keep her on a damn superhero show to save my life. I know. <laughs> just or to save hers. Can, yeah, can you just leave her on a show and let me enjoy just her? Leave presence? her there for ten damn minutes. Anyway, um, yeah, it, yeah. I don't think this will end uh, 
unsatisfyingly, unsatisfactorily. Yeah, yeah. And it says, uh, according to Deadline, saying that uh, Gustin has already contracted for season eight, and uh, Candace Patton and Daniel Panabaker are negotiating new deals to return. Um, if you want my honest opinion, either they need to get a new showrunner or they need to call it because I have not enjoyed the show this season or last season. And, uh, I, I liked it all the way through the fifth season. I do feel I, even at that point, I felt like every season since season two has been a little worse than the last, but season six was such a drastic downgrade. And then season seven, this season so far has just been pretty much shit for me. I have disliked every episode. I've been bored. I, and may, some of that might be my fault. I know we've got listeners who love that shit. Uh, Ryan Hulsman still enjoys the shit out of it. Doesn't want it to end. And I'm happy for him. Uh, he's probably the most vocal on, on CW love. Uh, yeah, and I don't. It, it's not like I. Uh, I'm not mad at him. I, I wish I felt the same way. It's not like I disagree in in principle. I do feel it. like part of. Uh, <laughs> I haven't enjoyed as, everything as much this season, and I, I genuinely uh, place up to fifty percent of the blame on myself. I just mm-hmm. I haven't had as much time to to really sit down and enjoy this season. I just yeah, I haven't been able to make as much time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You know, when I have, I've been a little bit distracted. Like it's, it's a little bit on me. I, yeah, totally. Uh, but it's also, it's also felt like we, there was a build up and a, I, I, it, especially the Flash season for season had like a really good build up, a really good story that were, they were going for, and I just haven't hadn't got that vibe the last couple of times. You know, All right, well, but he did give up his powers. Yeah, I know. Well, now you're really not going to be getting that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> You really would think that anytime Vibe gave up his power, powers, like Barry could just shake his hand real quick and just be like, hmm, got you, you got him back. Yeah. But no, you know, I, I hope the show gets better. I, I do. I, I miss loving the flash like hell. Like I miss the season two feelings. Uh, you know, even I, like I, I even really enjoyed season three and season four, uh, you know, Nora got on my nerves eventually, but I liked her at first quite a long time, actually. So, you know, I, I, I hope it comes back. I hope it, you know, as far as like, if I had to choose whether I wanted to be canceled and stay bad and be canceled or get better and last another 10 years and be solid for the rest of the time, I would choose, you know, get better and, and last for 10 years. But if they're just going to be like what they are right now, eh, I'm sorry, please go away. It, <laughs> there, there are parts of the CW that I'm like, man, I just don't. I don't know where we're going with this. And I, I feel like and I either need to, it, again, I totally blame part of this on me. Minimum 30%, uh-huh. max 50. Not saying entirely my fault. I'll call it 50-50 max. But I'll, I'll definitely give it at least minimum 30%. Um, but yeah, man, I just, I, I just, I haven't been able to get invested in where they're going enough that I'm just kind of nicking for that next episode. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, there's a part of me that I'm wants more to be like, like, it's more like, like, let me sit down and okay, I'm just gonna let me let me watch and and then mm-hmm. maybe enjoy parts of the episode, parts not. That's all. That's all well and good. That would be the case even if I was invested in the season, right? But yeah, it, it just you don't get to the end and you're like, fuck, I've got to see what's going on next. Yeah, and you know, I I did. I think I thought like maybe I'm just burnout on superheroes, 
And then I watched four hours of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And <laughs> and another four and then, hours. And then I watched the like, version. Up, and then I watched up to like that painkiller episode of Black Lightning and enjoyed the shit out of that. And I was like, well, that was pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. Then painkiller happened and I haven't enjoyed the show since. <laughs> but uh that 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 that, that, pi- that that pilot was just bad. Um so yeah, I mean I haven't enjoyed Supergirl this season. Like I just haven't I haven't thought it was very good. I thought it was it's been poorly written, poorly uh uh acted. Just what is happening? But Super Superman and Lois has been really good. I've really enjoyed that. I've loved every episode. <laughs> so that even Superman Lois, I've uh, I watched and and there are parts of uh, parts of that I liked, but it, it you know overall overwhelming uh, overall oh. picture is you know shit. I mean, a lot of this was shot under duress, effectively. I I don't think they were trying to. Well, I think they were trying to was get it? as close to the show that they were trying to make as possible. All of them, mm-hmm. every show, and uh, there have just been certain restrictions that have. Kept, oh, because of COVID. Yeah, like it just there are certain things you can't do uh, in a room anymore right now. Yeah, see that's the that's the sad thing as you said. This, it was shot under duress, and I thought oh, Jeff Johns is involved, isn't he? <laughs> no. Like I'm just over here, just like chomping at the bit, ready to attack that dude. It was uh, it was strangely something stronger and more destructive. <laughs> but yeah, like I've I've enjoyed uh, Superman and Lois, so I it's. Which leads me to the conclusion: it's not superhero fatigue. Um, no, I mean you like devoured Invincible, something I've, I'm really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, but I think that's my weekend. I just, uh, I, I, honestly, it would have been last weekend, but we were out of town. We went to the beach, and uh, yeah, uh, turns out the little girl's pretty pretty good at being at the beach, except when you try to take her away from it. Yes, that's that's indicative of children, <laughs> or the pool. All right. So Stargirl has been renewed for a third season before even airing their second season. So um, I, I don't know what to what to think. Is I guess this is uh, good news for uh, the uh, Warner Brothers Dark Master Jeff Johns, um, or is it just more distracting news in a in a time of so many other unpredictable moments? Maybe so. I like Stargirl. I wish I didn't, but it's a solid show. Well, it's okay. So here's the compartmentalization part. Mm-hmm. The character's good. The yep. character comes from a place that's, uh, I don't care who you, how you feel about Jeff Johns. The character itself comes from a place that I can have a lot of empathy for sympathy for even. Yeah. 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 His sister didn't do anything that we know of. No. And he, uh, he, Best I can tell, he just tried to honor her memory with that character, and he did a good job. Because part three of that is he's a good comic writer. Sometimes, yeah, not always, but you know, shit, everybody's got good and bad days. Grant Morrison's, you know, on. We've got three Jokers in our holster now. We know. (laughs) (laughs) Grant Morrison's Mount Rushmore of comics, and he has shit I I just couldn't finish. You know. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely some Grant Morrison stuff. I'm like. What am I reading? <laughs> what is this? I don't, I don't even remember what the plot was, and I don't think you, you do either. You did too many drugs before this one, Grant. Yeah. Like, you need to, but I still love you. Don't put a spell on here. Yeah, a little less spells, a little more drafts, my friend. A little. Right, right. Maybe. Uh... <laughs> Stop fighting that snake god. 
I forget what his stop. I forget what his particular slant on uh, witchcraft is. Or, uh, he may be Wiccan. I can't. God, I can't remember. I don't know. I know that he and Alan Moore diametrically opposed in witchcraft, sorcery, whatever it is. Yeah. But um, I think I think Alan Moore is the snake god. So. I know Alan Moore is the snake god. I can't not remember what his um, <laughs> what he is in that as far as the nemesis aspect goes. But yeah, like it's all right. So there's parts of Stargirl that are like you got to comp- compartmentalize. Um, Jeff Johns mm-hmm. is possibly a shady human being, and by possibly I mean definitely. Um, yeah, or woefully ignorant. I or woefully ignorant. Yeah, there's out outside chance that it's just he's okay. Yeah. Um, but, but he has, he has at least like helped along some shows that were good. He has maybe hindered some movies that were bad. And by maybe, I mean, absolutely, definitely no doubt. Um, I just mean as a creative force, he's, he's got his good and his bad points as a person mm-hmm. consider that differently. So as far as star girl's concerned, eh. If we're just talking about the show, and again, we go back to the point where I was talking about earlier, is like, man, you like with the Flash film, like it's it's not the people involved in Stargirl's fault that they're associated with this person. It, it, those are all people that are just trying the best to do the best they can with the product, presumably. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them clearly are because the first season was pretty fucking stellar. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, genuinely, I was looking forward to every fucking episode. Um you just can't like, ah, man. You you gotta be able to pull these things a little bit apart. Yeah, no, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Gene Roddenberry was an absolute shit. And he was a dickhead and a half, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he sure was. Sure was, Jason. I he believe sure I've was. I've read a story about him where at one point he was in a writers' room meeting and he just bursted out in the middle of the writers' room meeting and said, like, you know what? I love loads of cum coming out my dick. Uh, yeah, that was, I don't think it was a writer's room meeting, but yeah, that was supposedly a thing that happened. He came back from lunch and he was all coked up. That know. was a scene though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, biggest thing to me was the, the, uh, attempted rape and subsequent firing of Grace Lee Whitney, who played Yeoman Rand. Um, there lots of problematic behavior with, uh, with Roddenberry, but, I mean, uh, uh, that'll do it. Uh, yeah. That'll fucking do it. Yeah. So anyway, um, Warner Brothers has uh, cast Green Lantern for or or a Green Lantern Guy Gardner specifically, Finn Wittrock or Wittrock. I don't know how you say it. Uh, from American Horror Story, and uh, no, he's not Ginger. I don't I don't know why anybody's surprised or cares, but no, he's not Ginger. I mean, um, <laughs> I, to some extent, I get it, and to some extent, I want to like hold you accountable like yeah, you, you've worried about like gal gadot's eyes like yeah but i really like blue <laughs> i also get that i mean yeah you know if i if i was in charge of it yeah he would be ginger he would he may it might still be him i don't know this guy i'll tell you what it might still be him. means far less to me than uh he needs to have a bad haircut um yeah, I don't see a, ne- a ne- uh, necessarily see a need for him to have a bad haircut. I just that and, bowl cut, uh, man. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a bowl I, cut. I, well, that's why I said bad haircut. Yeah, it, like like a bowl haircut was the style of the time for a moment. I had one. Yeah. I had pictures. They're terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. My entire baseball team had them at the time. I, I have an excuse, but I don't really have a an excuse. You know what I mean? Um, right. But 
I I never understood why kids had that. I was <laughs> around frankly, back then. I was the latest because I was confused, but I was like, well, I guess we're doing this. Um, yeah, I mean, I had family members like, well, why don't you want to do that? Like, they're like your friends there. And I'm like, because they all look like Toad from Mario. <laughs> because everyone here looks like a douchebag. And then later they're like, well, if your friends drop, like jumped off a cliff, and you're like, well, I didn't, though. You saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the cliff well, came hey. knocking, and I was like, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I have seen a lot of people like, oh, they're going to bring Guy Gardner's the lead in the show when they couldn't have Wayne T. Carr playing Jon Stewart. And why won't man, they've already talked about having gay Alan Scott up in there. They've talked about having, uh, uh, apparently a, a gay black female lead in this thing. Like that he's not going to be the only lantern. I'm not saying I'm for Jeff Johns. I'm not saying they shouldn't have a Wayne T. Carr, whatever. I want to see him in Justice League too. But it ain't Finn Whitrock's problem. It's not his fault. Yeah, yeah. Him taking <laughs> it's not the Greg role Berlandi's didn't, fault. Didn't mean he signed on to that problem. Now, yeah, it, it is a, a seemingly a problem we keep running into that uh, for some reason black characters don't get as, as included with Jeff Johns. Maybe. Maybe it's a thing we can talk about, but is it his problem? No, not not that particular actor's problem. Well, see, I'm not even sure it that's that is true. Like because he has brought a ton of diversity to the stuff that he has done. Oh, in the books, it's absolutely. Just, yeah, I think his problem is just wanting. Like I think honestly, they were going to keep Zack Snyder's yeah. name on Justice League. And he didn't want Zach to be the one with diversity. (laughs) I think he wanted to cut out as much as he could of what Zach was doing so that that was one. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I can't wrap my head around it. At some point you think maybe Jeff Johns was, you know, a, a voice piece for Warner Brothers. Maybe they told him you can't have black granddaddy Superman or whatever. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But, but then again, like on Twitter earlier, you know, I was like, I want to know what happened between in, in Jeff John's marriage. Did he think that she was being suspicious? Did he, he say, you know what, Nor- you, you haven't been acting like a black person lately. And also, what's with your hair? Why do you keep changing it? <laughs> That's not what black people do. Yeah. I married a black woman, damn it. Not whatever this is. Um, That's not what I signed up what, for. What does he do? I, I don't understand. Because you have so much diversity that he's injected into these characters and into, into these mythos. But then you have stories like this. And you're like, where was... What was the motivation? Did you just get so... Uh, so big and have so much power that you thought you knew better than everybody else. Honestly, I feel like that's going to be a lot of it. I feel like we can go back and talk about uh, his race relations a lot, but it's ultimately going to come down to honestly, I I feel like the underlying fact is he thought his writing was so much better than everyone else's that he could justify it however he wanted to. And he was just ultimately a little bit wrong about that. And it's not no. that he's like, dude, he's, he's, he's a great writer in context it, in, in, and in certain forms, he's, he's been fantastic. I mean, he expanded the green lanterns for God's sake into mm-hmm. a whole fucking spectrum, but 
and shit, it was good. It was a good call. Like it, it, I love that it's part of the universe now. Yeah. And it's, it's not like he's never made a contribution or all of his should be redacted. It's just that I think he just got in over his fucking head and got a little too proud of himself. And there are parts of this that he's being blamed for that are maybe a little unfair, but there are parts of it that are genuinely unfair. And yeah, I do think he's got a little bit of a whole, uh, you know, that whole, uh, I've got a black friend complex kind of thing going on. Well, to be fair, I do think I've got a black wife holds a little more weight than I have a black friend. <laughs> I know, but, it's, but that's how it's named. You know, it, it's still the same. It still feels I, very I get much it. the it's same. It's just like if I had to name that complex, that's what it would be named. Right. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, like I, I but yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff going on with it that's uh, it's a very complex fucking thing. I feel like we'll know more in 15, 20 years than we do now. And even then we'll still be confused. <sighs> And even from that's the thing is even from even from the perspective of an ex-wife, ex-partner, she's still sticking up for him. She's still saying like y'all are full of shit. He's not racist. Yeah, what are you and, talking about? <laughs> it, and yeah, I get it. And it's it's not like you want to say that she's wrong. She would have kind of the closest perspective of anybody in certain ways. Yeah, I mean this shit is complex. It really is. I you've literally got two black women arguing with each other indirectly saying are arguing about whether this white dude is racist or not. It's not an easy problem. Sorry. Half Lebanese person is racist or not. Sorry. Um, (laughs) it be fair to Jeff. You wouldn't have to, unless they hadn't made it a point to point that out in some PR. Oh yeah. No. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Very, very ignorant, uh, unfortunate, uh, happenings. You know, I just it would have been better if Jeff had just said, "Hey, Ray, I'm sorry, man." Oh, that's the the most frustrating part of all of this is like, like I said before, there's some culpability to admitting this kind of uh, you know wrongness later if you're a company with an employee. Right. I absolutely get it. I've I've been in that position, frankly, and mm-hmm. it's difficult. The thing that you do have control over is the timing. You control when you oh. do things. You control the decisions you make, and you control your. Uh, you know, the amount of contrition you show for those decisions and even the timing of those decisions. So mm-hmm. coming at this early, do, do you, I mean, seriously, do, Ray Fisher would have never had calls to make half of the remarks he ever made if there had been some, just some effort by the team yep. that was still there to actually make it right. Uh, I mean, it's... The reason I stand with Ray Fisher as the tag is because over and over again, they've made a decision and made a call on it. And over and over again, we say, you made the wrong call. The call you were supposed to make was say, hey, we we did you wrong, and here's why, and uh, we'll try to make it better. And, dude, frankly, we would have forgiven him for being honest. Yeah. Like... Ray said he would have forgiven. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude. Ray forgave John Byrd. People fuck up. Companies fuck up. Everybody fucks up. It's a thing. I'm probably doing it right now. Don't even know how. Yeah. No, no. But. I don't know. (laughs) I've probably said, you know, 15 different offensive things to different people. Like, uh, I mean. There's probably people that we lost with this conversation who just said, I can't keep listening to this white cisgender dude say the word black. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. I mean, I alone have possibly made this the most uh, cuss-worthy episode we've ever had. 
Have you? It, possibly. It, it just feels like I've been kind of, uh, kind of angry about the whole thing. And there's a lot of go fuck yourselves going around. I don't even think I notice anymore. Yeah, I just, I don't, I, I, I use cuss words like commas, man. It's fine. But you do. There are a lot of ways that you could have made this better <laughs> early on and just made an entirely <laughs> different narrative happen. And hell, even if you didn't really believe what you were doing, if at least you knew that's what you should have done, you would have at least been admitting that you understood the actual dynamics of the situation. Unfortunately, what's happened is over and over again, they've made decisions that make it clear that they don't even fucking understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like The actual people in charge do not understand why they're in the position they're in, and they don't understand what simple, you know, contrition would actually give them as far as how it would advance their position in the situation. It's infuriating. Like, the, it, honestly, I just want any of the people in charge at this point to go to like six sessions, just like six hours of therapy. Yeah. Just and do a little I bit of self-work. I am not, I'm not a bright person. Okay. I don't pick up on social cues. Um, I am woefully behind <laughs> uh, when it comes to what is and is not appropriate. You know, I, uh, with anything, but even I, can sign on to Twitter. See, I don't even sign on. Like that's like a, such an old way of saying it. <laughs> I can log into. I can pop onto Twitter. You just you just and press the Twitter button. Glance around and go. Oh, they should apologize. Yeah. And they see this. They and with with their you know social media managers and. And, uh, and all of their flashy cash and, and everything that they've got at their disposal sees all of these people upset over Ray Fisher, uh, and, and over the Krypton situation and over just everything that's going on with, with, with Whedon and Johns. And by the way, Berg is not, nobody brings up Berg anymore because he was a man and he apologized and Ray Fisher said, Hey, he, he apologized. Yeah. And everyone was like, cool. John Berg's good. <laughs> Dude, I mean, but, that's the fact of it. It's like, how, it doesn't make up for things, it, but it does at least admit that you're aware that you're in that conversation in that way. Yeah. It, it's so you at least advance things forward instead of like still dragging your fucking heels. To me, I just don't understand how any of these people at Warner Brothers are still saying, hmm, no, I think we need another hit piece. Yeah. We need to tell everybody that we are we're doing uh, Black Superman. That'll work, and we'll renew Star Girl because uh, that's diverse, you know. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Ann, get me a uh, three more. Give me a whole binder full of black ladies, because we know how that went. And Just funny <laughs> enough, it, it, how binders full of women work. It feels like um. the show that's been able to keep its head down is Doom Patrol. Which is secretly possibly the most diverse thing in fucking all of CBMs at the moment. They they literally have uh, fornicating ghosts. Oh, fornicating ghosts! Uh, a, an actual object that is uh, just like pansexual and queer neutral at the same time. Like I don't even know how to describe uh-huh. what Danny the Brick is um, because I feel like the words that are available aren't adequate. Um, right? Nor should they be? Doesn't matter. They don't need them. Danny the Brick. Right. Fucking Danny the Brick. That's all there is. Doesn't need to be anything. Or Danny the Street now. Or Danny that doesn't fucking exist anymore and he, she will show up when they fucking need to. Like, whatever. The point is, <laughs> it's, 
I, I do love that they have, like, been able to keep their heads low. Like, Doom Patrol, they're not touting out Doom Patrol as, like, look, we can do this. Like, no, no, sweetie. No, no, no. You, you, you don't get to pull out Doom Patrol when you're in trouble and be like, no, look, but we did this. No, 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 no. No, you know, that, that's possibly the smartest thing they could do is not pull out Doom Patrol in any of this situation and their diversity. Because that is exactly what Eddie Izzard used to talk about. Is like, no, no, no nobody talks about the executive transvestite. Oh, Everyone yeah. wants to talk about the <laughs> the weirdo transvestite. Don't point to Doom Patrol. This is just weird shit. Yeah. Just like, well, we've got a lot of diversity over here. Yeah. Look at this weird ass show. Just no, just, just ignore <laughs> that part. This is a bad case. <laughs> No, but overwhelmingly, like the first show HBO Max said that they were absolutely taken on was Doom Patrol. Like overwhelmingly, mm-hmm. that show's positive response is just across the board. Yes. It, it, it would make sense if they were like, but look, we did this. And they haven't. And I do feel like somebody involved with Doom Patrol is like, if you fucking mention me right now, I'm out. We're out. Mm-hmm. The entire cast is out. Diane's out. Fuck it. Brendan's out. The whole thing. We're done. Yep. So, um, according to Deadline, it looks like Pennyworth might actually wind up on HBO Max for their third season. Oh, fun. I might actually watch it. Yeah, maybe then I can actually literally afford to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I hope they uh, they get to do that. Um, Bruno Heller, apparently they, they really did they they intended it to be a network show and he says uh bruno heller says we were the last big network battle cruiser to leave the harbor but we are very much a network show i think now that we've realized that streaming is the new god i think matt's going to have a much easier time selling the kind of show that we wanted to do talking about with gotham because we got a movie with movie star he's got a movie with movie stars to back it up um yeah i i I, I do. I hope that Pennyworth comes to HBO Max and that I get to, to watch that whole thing over there. Because spending extra money on it when I've already when I'm already, you know, just soaked to the gills with with TV shows. Even with a DC podcast. Yeah. And I am curious. Alright, we've we've uh, got some listener feedback. Uh, Stu Little over on Twitter says green lantern once crossed over with star trek kelvin timeline in the d in the idw comics uh what other dc slash sci-fi property crossovers would you enjoy seeing in comics or even animation well shit specifically idw the uh ninja turtles thing has already come to fruition which is fantastic Yeah. Uh, as far as what else is in IDW, I don't know. But um, if we're just talking DC. Well, he even said in just comics or animation, he doesn't have to be IDW. Yeah, if we're just talking DC and, uh, DC and sci-fi, uh, mm-hmm. for me, it's always going to be just any version of Doctor Who visiting and finding a Batman. Yeah, that 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 would be cool. Um, I mean, that was the first thing I thought. There's of. already the episode where he finds like a, a basically Superman. <laughs> mm-hmm. and and that was that was a fun episode but i think that turned out to be a sham though didn't it i you know i can't remember that ended. i just remember the first half where it was like he would he would just literally be in a, like a kitchen and then two seconds later be back in the kitchen and nothing would change right and it was like oh yeah just superman gotcha um and i i, I dug it 
Um, but there's a part of me that would love to see that, like the you know, just the Batman, you know, aura uh, around something mm-hmm. like a Doctor, any version of the Doctor, frankly. Yeah. Um, I really there's a part of me that would love to like flesh out a universe where it was just like DC, Marvel, Star Trek, all the things I love were all somehow part of the same universe. Um, but I generally don't go in for, for crossovers like that. I kind of just go eh, and move on with my day. I just don't, I don't care. Um, it depends. I mean, one of the comics right now is like, I think it's literally like Batman and Fortnite and I just, I don't care. It's not for me. I, I'm not yeah mm. in that community, and uh, I hope they're enjoying it. I don't know from Fortnite. Um. <laughs> but it's never something I'm going to, you know, I would say spend my money, but it's on like DC Infinite, and I'm still not going to read it. I don't, I don't care. I don't know the Fortnite stuff at all. Yeah. I mean, there's been some stuff that I like. I loved a lot when I was a kid, and, you know, by uh, by extension, I love it as an adult, like the X-Men um, X-Men Star Trek crossover that Marvel comics did. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing like, you know, I just want to, I kind of want to see Batman just like pop up in the X-Files world and just like spend 20 minutes and help Mulder solve this damn thing once and for all. (laughs) Okay. So that's exactly Um. where I was thinking (laughs) is I don't so much want. Okay. So sci-fi in some ways is just the paranormal stuff that I love so much. Um, yeah, I don't so much want sci-fi in the sense uh, like I don't want outside of the stars. Well, aliens are interesting, but in, if we're talking DC, aliens are already hugely part of the equation, right? I, I yeah. want more. Th- I want well, more th- like the occult and the paranormal stuff. Like, yeah, I, I, there were those great crossovers with uh, where it was like Batman versus Predator. Oh yeah, and Batman and Superman versus aliens. Yeah. And yeah, those were cool back in the day. Like Dark Horse did that. Yeah, that's all good. And like, I'm sure there's like a Ghostbusters uh, DC crossover somewhere that I can't remember. Maybe. Uh, like, surely there is. Like, surely Venkman has met somebody in in our uh, universe as far as the DC thing. But no, I get yeah, I get more maybe. interested as far as like, what would you do with the DC character? I'm like, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some ghosts at him. Yeah, Dead Man and Ghostbusters. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> And like my imagination of that even is just like you, you turn on that little, you know, the device uh, in, in the basement, they turn on and they suck them up into. Yeah. And then yeah. like. Containment. Yeah, yeah. the containment. Um, and like dead man's the one who like grabs onto the edge is like, you bastard, you can't let me in here. You know? Um, yeah. And it's a Boston accent instead of the English one I just did accidentally. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. And. I knew what you were trying to do and I knew how you failed, it, but it didn't yeah, matter. Just, you know, that's what happened. <laughs> I still love you. Your family, man. So will be okay. Well, I'll move on. Some some of us will move on. Some will never forgive me. But yeah, it's like it, it's like him just not fucking going in and or not even going in the little box uh, as it is. And uh, God, I've forgotten so many of the little terms of their equipment. But um, I mean, I, trap. Yeah, the little trap. Like I, I literally have a you know recreate like a twelve inch recreatment of uh, recreation recreatment. I have a twelve inch version of that over on the shelf right here, and I that, that kind of works. Couldn't remember the term. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm embarrassed, but anyway, um, sure. Well, it's okay. I'm just it's uh, just you're you're fine. Yeah, like sweetie. Dead Man would be good. Gentleman Ghost showing up would be fun. Yeah, uh, just be fun. just a version where like Constantine visits the Ghostbusters and is like, "Oh, you're doing it all wrong, mate." You know, uh, it would be just fucking fantastic. 
Or like mm-hmm. imagine the Ghostbusters go after someone that's like a- attacking, you know, a-, a whole city and they just found like Dr. Fate. <laughs> and they just have to look at it and go, what the fuck are we supposed to do with this? See, that's a that's a good call. And, you know, I'm sorry. Don't get mad at me because it's a Whedon property. I'd love to see Constantine in the Buffyverse. Oh, yeah. Run around yeah. with Spike. No, I mean, my paranormal love extends deeply into vampires and stuff like that as well. I mean, even werewolves. Um, uh, it, like, to the extent that I'm, you know, I mean, I mean, like, I'm, I was a huge Anne Rice film, uh, fan. Uh, still am. I mm-hmm. just am not current anymore. Um, you know, I, I, fuck, witches, werewolves, all that. Like, yeah, that's all. Like, the whole Halloween outfit. Fantastic. Throw it at the DC Universe. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, every time I see Zatanna show up somewhere, I'm like, well, I don't know where this is going, but I'm going to ride it for a little while, and sure enough, it actually goes pretty well. That's not that's not okay to say. Yeah, I was halfway into that, realized that's where it was going. <laughs> Just waiting on you to correct me. First of all, Zatanna is not an it. it is, she is a she. All right, so... And it's not okay if you just ride her no matter where she's going. Anyway. It, it, if there um, was a version where you'd just be like, well, I just don't know where that's going to go. You just don't know what dimension you're in at the moment. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like hopping on a bus know. with no idea what the actual uh, language is for the ticket you, you bought. Right. I guess. I don't know. Still, of Julio. all the things I just mentioned, uh, John Constantine and Ghostbusters may be my favorite possibility. Yeah, John, that was a good one. Uh, Julio over on Twitter says, can, what can we expect until a new DC fandom? More lies. <laughs> lies, false promises. More deflection. Uh, yep. So, uh, you know, uh, virtue signaling. Uh, <laughs> I deeply wish there was another answer to this. And I, I always, like, Honestly, anytime you say something like that, I, w- I want to be like, hey, no, look, I got nothing. Yeah, you used to be like that, and now you've come around to my way of it's thinking. Not that, that, no, I mean, I, I still have that filter. It's just right now I go through that filter in my brain, and the filter says, no, let it pass. No, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when there's a day where I'm like, hold on now, hold on, look at this. I, mm-hmm. I'm not broken. That's still how I function. It's just, I got nothing right now. Yep. Lies, deflection and uh, dissembling. That's what you have look, to look forward to at the moment. I think so. Yeah. Giuseppe over on Twitter has a few, uh, a few questions for us. One, how many comics do each of you own and how many do you have yet to read? No way am I going to be able to tell you what that last part is. Uh, how many do I own? I mean, I, not counting. I assume the just own and haven't read yet portion. Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I know I have well over four thousand comics, not counting trade paperbacks and digital. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Well over, I mean, uh, I've got, I would say probably over a thousand digital. Uh, digital comics and uh i I don't know i don't know man i'm gonna guess a little (laughs) under a little under 2000 between physical and a few digital for myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the not red pile is currently three and a half inches high 
Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, actually, he also that's wants to know. Uh, it's about seven and a half inches high, including a couple of graphic novels. Mm. Uh, he also wants to know how do you guys prefer reading comics, physical, digital, or both? Physical. Uh, I'm going to go digital. And I say that because um, my eyes are shit these days. And uh, I don't like having to find a place where the light is really good in my house where I can like hold and, you know, whole also holding comics, you know, you, you get that, that glare from the lights on them. Oh yeah. That's a bitch. Um, and also when, uh, when you actually have it printed, it's darker than it is in, in digital form. The, it's just, just the thing that happens in printing. It comes off a little darker than, than the original file. Yeah. A lot of times. It literally goes into a dark place to copy. I mean, it's just a product. And, of- it's also it also depends on what kind of paper they use. Like I was a really big fan of the glossy paper from the '90s. Now they've kind of like gone back. I think a lot on onto uh, onto on like newspaper print. It looks like or they did maybe for something a, while, a little better. Now it's kind of back to the glossy. Is it back to yeah. glossy? Um, I pr- I pretty much gave up physical. I really like having a lit up display and being able to like zoom into panels and stuff. So I even though there's like a nostalgia for me and I, I like looking at old comics. Um, I think, I think digital's my way now. I think it's physical still for me, but um, I mean, I, I don't mind digital, but the problem is the way my eyes work. Like if I stare at a screen for too long, uh, like even, even watching a show, I'll find my eyes bouncing around a room too much. Uh-huh. Uh, so on a physical thing, when I can kind of put it up to my face, even when, when I bounce around, even it, I'm still just catching pieces of the art and stuff uh-huh. on a physical thing. I can, I never, I also, it's just a matter of like how I can physically do things in my home and space. I don't find myself in a position where I can you know, like sit down in front of a big enough screen to really like incorporate all of my, you know, visual field. It's, it's yeah. more like when I do get to watch it visually, it's on like a tiny screen somewhere or something like that. Or, mm-hmm. And it, there's nothing wrong with it for me. Like I've, I've done, I've, I've read a lot of comics that way and I'm fine with it, but it, you know, still an interesting comic is an interesting comic. It doesn't really matter how you, you know, in, engage with it, but yeah. physical, like still being able to like hold something and it kind of helps hold my attention that I have to like pay attention to where the pages are and like. You know, if I'm leaning back, like reading it, I can't let it like sit down too much in my palm and stuff like that. Like it, it does control my like attention in a way that it lets me mm-hmm. engage with the page a little bit more. I feel you, man. Also, I like the smell. I do like the smell of comics. Yeah. I like the smell of books, well, man. I mean, I fucking love a yeah. new spine smell. Um, mm-hmm. I, fuck, I, I love an old spine smell. Yeah, no, I just I just got several books at uh, Second and Charles the other day. I saw that uh, yeah. Do you the see? graveyard book is uh, I've read that it's going to be great. Oh, the uh, the yeah, the Neil Gaiman. Yeah, I was I was curious to see what you would think about the uh, the Civil War ghost stories. Oh, book. Um, I didn't see that one actually, but uh, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, that would be good. It was it was a former library book. I it was in the free bin. Nice. I was very pleased to to obtain that. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed it quick because I was with my my little sister who's into all the same paranormal shit we are. <laughs> and I was just like, yonk. And she was like, what'd you just grab? And I was like, I showed it to her. She was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I saw that shit. I had to jump on it. Faster hand wins. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, the graveyard book's pretty fun. It It's one of the, it's, 
one of those books where I, um, I kind of wish she had had more time to go into more of like there was a lot more to do later, mm-hmm. but he wraps up the story that he was telling well. Like he he okay. tells a story. There's just more to it, and he it's no game, and he's there's always, more mythology you want to play with. Yeah, there's it, it, it's no game, man. He's always writing yeah. fifteen different fucking mythologies. Like this just isn't one of the ones that got all the attention. Interesting, but there was plenty. Uh, to Giuseppe love about it. Giuseppe also wants to know. Um, well, he he says uh, with the news of, pl- of Finn Whitlock playing uh being cast as green lantern not sure if they confirm whether it's guy guy gardner or hal jordan it was guy gardner and uh and then he says my question is which character do you guys prefer him to play uh i'm I'm fine with guy gardner we've seen hal jordan we've seen a lot of hal jordan over the years not necessarily in in uh in 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 uh in live action but uh he's one of those lanterns that just always kind of gets shoved down your throat and (laughs) Even when he's not Green Lantern anymore, somehow it's like, and Parallax. And you're like, okay. And Inspector. Like, okay. Yeah. All right, Hal. Okay. We get it. He's one of the best. He's one of the greatest. And like, at a certain point, like, I have, I like Hal Jordan, but I also have a certain measure of resentment towards the character. And I think this was a thing Jeff Johns did. Um, I liked Kyle Rayner. I wanted Kyle to stay the. Stay Green Lantern. Oh yeah, I like to. No, he he's my favorite attitude of all the Green Lanterns is Kyle Rayner. Yeah. Like um, I, 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 just, I, he, I don't know. He fit my personality more. I just liked him, and he's also the most creative of the constructs. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm I'm glad you know whoever all the creators grew up on on Hal Jordan and thought it was some travesty what happened to him in the '90s. What happened to Hal Jordan in the 90s is part of what got me into comics. <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought there might not be a point to comics because I feel like nothing ever happens. Yeah. And then about a year after I openly talked about that, not that they would have heard it or anything, I guess like it was it was just like a roughly a thing that everyone kind of felt like like yeah, certain you read comics when you're a kid and then you realize they're never going anywhere. And they had already started introducing like actual adult themes and, and concepts. But then in the nineties, they kind of threw out stakes and you're like, Holy shit. You got Superman dead. You got Batman with his back broken. Yeah. Freaking Hal Jordan watched coast or came back to see coast city gone, destroyed and went and nuts and became the super greatest villain. villains in the entire universe. And so, yeah, uh, Hell, even that, the Flash had was, died a few years before. Right. And I, with all of that, I was like, well, shit. You know, Wally West has been Flash for a while now. Barry Allen was for, you know, decades. And there might be stakes here. It might be an actual story. You got freaking uh, Dick Grayson as Nightwing. He's not Robin anymore. They're not just going to retcon it. They're not going to. And and then I got into it and then it turned out like, oh, yeah, we, we undid all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Nightwing. That was the one thing everyone was like, no, nah, we got to keep Nightwing. Yeah. But everybody else, everything else. No, there, there's so, a, yeah. there's a control Z button that people push every once in a while. Like Ranzi right. control Z or whatever. It's undo it. Yeah, man. I mean that, that part is a little bit unfortunate, although I, I do mm-hmm. appreciate that you can kind of come back to the archetypes that have been there and mm-hmm. play with them. And, you know, you can come back, reestablish a thing, maybe have a different take on it, keep it. Look, man, that's that's the whole point is these are just stories, archetypes, uh, fucking demigods. They are just ideas. You can fuck with them. Right. And there's some beauty to that. 
And yeah, it's not always going to stay the way you like it, but sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. it changes enough that you're reinvested. And that's cool too. So yeah, I, I like how glad to not see him though. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they haven't brought him up. Maybe they'll bring him up. Maybe he'll be there and I'll be fine with that, but I don't necessarily need to see him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer to be Guy Gardner. Now that said, I hope they don't veer too, too sharply from like away from Guy I think Gardner. He'll still be because, mentioned because it just, how do you not? Yeah, but yeah, I I would really like to see Guy Gardner actually being like Guy Gar- Gardner is, you know, loudmouth, dumbass, bombastic, you know, uh, over prone to getting his yeah, prone to getting his lights uh, turned out by someone like Batman yeah. who just doesn't want to deal with his bullshit anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want him to be like a uh, how do I put it? Immediately likable character. Oh yeah, no, I I want to hate him. <laughs> That's. I don't know that I want to hate him initially. But I like do, in the first ten minutes of the pilot, I want to not like this guy. I'm not saying the entire a, time, you know. Yeah, but I don't want to come. I don't want to like the first scene in this movie. I don't want to see him like save a puppy. I, <laughs> I want. I want to see him like cut off somebody in traffic. You know what I mean? Right. I wouldn't mind him saving a puppy. Yeah. And then later. like having that puppy. <laughs> no, let's do it like first five minutes. And you're like, okay, there's something oh, good. Oh, cuts about off somebody guy. in traffic to save a puppy. Gotcha. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that that'd be fun. Like he just goes out of his way to piss people off on his way to save a puppy yeah. and then pats himself on the back for saving the puppy. Okay, see that at least it would be like, okay, yeah, no, he he did a good thing and then he's just too excited about himself. <laughs> goes yeah, goes out of his way. Cutting people off, inconveniencing people to save the puppy, and then holds up traffic while he's taking a selfie with the puppy for Instagram with the yeah. puppy. Yeah, yeah, that I could dig. <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for this episode. What do you think? How do you feel? You feel like you're 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 good to go? Call it. All righty. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of DC On Screen. You can find every episode theoretically at dconscreen.com. <laughs> Uh, I've really got to fix this side up. Uh, God, it's just so awful. Um, the last several, many, 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 the last many you're going to get. And uh, you can at the very least find links to, to all the places that have it up for real. And uh, I don't know. We'll see you next time. Until next time, keep your... Keep, uh, what, what do we say? Keep, keep some, some DC on your screen. Yeah, see, I remember that part, <laughs> not the freaking intro. <laughs> In all fairness, we've had the other one longer. Mm Mm-hmm. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Are you maladjusted? For National Nurses Week, Fortis is honoring the millions of nursing professionals in our community, caring for loved ones. More so today, the need for nurses is vital. And Fortis College and Institutes recruits people like you to train to become a nurse. Do you want to be a nurse? Start your essential career in nursing with a Fortis education. 
Just visit fortis.edu to learn about hybrid instruction and online enrollment. Then talk to Fortis by dialing pound 250, keyword nursing school. This Mother's Day, give mom something you know that she will love, chicken salad chick. On Friday, May 7th and Saturday, May 8th, Chicken Salad Chick is offering buy one, get one free large Quick Chicks. We know that Mother's Day weekend is a busy time, and Quick Chicks are an easy way to bring Chicken Salad Chick home. Mix and match all of mom's favorites to make the perfect meal. And don't forget to add our divine chocolate cake. It's a slice of heaven. Happy Mother's Day from Chicken Salad Chick with buy one, get one free large Quick Chicks on May 7th and 8th.